Welcome to this edition of the Blackstreet Diaries, MattCast. I'm Garrett Carr, he's Clay Sourty. Clay, how are you? Good as always. Is that actually true or? No, but it sounds nice on camera. Or okay. at least on radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, Clay, Rutgers athletics were bad as always on Friday. They were uh, bad and not good. Um, kind of overmatched in a uh, rec hall. Yeah. Uh, this is like Rutgers' like, best program, too, or like second best program in their whole athletic department. Look, don't you disrespect the honor of the State University of New Jersey. <laughs> I saw a stat last week where they were like, uh, at the time, like 13 and 4, 54 in Big Ten play. For the for the year, that's that's not good. And like more than half those wins were women's soccer, which is a legit sport. But I'm just saying, like if more than half your Big Ten wins come from one sport, that's not good. Look, it's all about getting the New York market. So totally worth it. Yeah, great job. Way to be Jim Delaney. On my uh, frequent trips to New York City, I see so much Rutgers gear, in uh, in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Hey, totally worth it. All right, well let's get to the wrestling. We started at a. Uh, we start at the way you should start at, 125. Uh, hint, got, hint, hint to some coaches. Nick Soriano, right? Uh, leading off against Brandon Peitzel. Peitzel? Speaking, of, Peitzel? speaking of Jersey. Two Jersey kids, actually, here. Uh, Nick's pre- had won the previous matchup. I believe it said their freshman year of high school they had met. Um, yeah. With Soriano picking up an 11-1 decision. Uh, was 16 able to, to two, you mean? 16 to 2? No, 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 no. Uh, 11 1 in high school. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, um, I picked up the 16 to 2 major this time. Um, pretty dominant. I mean, exactly what we expected from Sorry, who's just kind of a freak. Uh, wouldn't like to see him get the, the tech fall, which I think we've said like three or four times this year. Like, Nick's come within one point of a technical fall. Um,. But there are worse complaints to have, so uh, not too upset with that one. Yeah, I mean, he looked good. Uh, he looked good. Let's go to 133, Scott Avecchio against George Carpenter. Georgie, uh, you know, filling in valiantly for Jared Cortez, whose status remains a mystery, um, but ultimately does have the firepower to beat a, a game Scott Avecchio. Yeah, just... Uh... Still some work to do for George Carpenter. Um, I think we mentioned last time only been wrestling since high school, and just that's a really big stage to be thrown on. Um, uh, impressive performance by Del Vecchio, but I think George is just kind of still working on some things and uh, maybe not quite ready for that level of competition for, for regular Big Ten duels right now. At 141, uh, probably the match of the, of the duel in terms of, like, Pre-match anticipation. Uh, Anthony Ashnell and Jim Gulban. Uh, Jimmy looked okay. Uh, he still can't finish shots, but, uh, you know, what's new? We need to get Jimmy, like, a, in baseball, I believe it's called a pre-lever. Somebody that can just come in and, like, work the first inning for, like, a pitcher that gets blown up in the first inning every time and then settles in. Jimmy needs a pre-lever for, like, the first period. <laughs> and then, like, could, could wrestle the last, like, the second and third and could compete, like, that's when you say, yeah, he could literally beat anybody because he just didn't have to wrestle that. And we've seen it time and time and time again against 
McKenna and McChrystal and now Ashnell where he digs himself these holes and has to claw back. And actually responded really well here with an outstanding ride in the second period, wrote out Ashnell. But just Yeah, no, he did he was you, good on top. You you can't do that against elite guys and you really can't do that against anybody at this level. Put yourself in a hole. No. But alright, it's Jimmy. You know, Jimmy you know, it's whatever. I mean it's Jimmy. Like Jimmy kinda Jimmy. Um Let's get to uh, some of our more consistent wrestlers, Clay and uh, Zane Rutherford is the best kind of consistency in that he just consistently gets Penn State six points every time he goes on the mat. Yeah, uh, I feel kind of bad for Ken Theobald here, who had to come out after Zane wrestled, Zane wrestled uh, Colin Puritan of Nebraska to a major decision, and probably felt he got a little screwed, maybe didn't put it on his best performance either, but... Uh, <laughs> Poor Ken Theobald here fought valiantly, especially through the first period, and then Zane just kind of laid it on pretty thick then the second and third. There was a scoring issue at the end of the Gulban Ashnell match. They they called a stalling on Ashnell, and the ref accidentally put up a, a one point for Jimmy, but it was only Ashnell's first stall warning. So like that took a little bit to sort out. So we got like the extended version of uh, Saints Walking Music, Folsom Prison Blues, and like the whole rec hall was clapping along too. It was pretty cool. Best best yeah. walk up music in college athletics for sure. Uh, he definitely he makes his uh, presence known both on the mat and off with that with that entrance music and because uh, it's just so different, again, you know, like it's just so like oh like what's this and it's like Zane oh, Rutherford. He's very I, I guess the rather the. Music may not be that way, but it's just Zane's a very unassuming guy. Where like you wouldn't know he's a person that like rips limbs off for a living. Um, well, he does. He's just a ridiculously like like a friendly, down to earth human being. So it's very very funny to see that like switch flip, and then all of a sudden like he's taking your shoulder with you or with him. Yeah. Um, it, it's very weird because he almost like lulls you to sleep by like. As an opposing wrestler, like you have to know, like this guy's gonna probably try to rip my arm off and then pin me. But like you get up there and he's like, "Oh, hey, you're nice. Like this is cool." Yeah. And it's just it's it's not that experience. It's like looking at like an adorable dog with really terrible teeth. Yeah. No, he is a nice kid too. He's very very unassuming. He's not what you would think from just a ridiculously brutal human being. No, he he he's. Like, Nolf, and, like, we'll get to Nolf, but, like, Nolf is kind of more, like, that all the time. Like, Nolf's an intense dude, like. He's just, well, Nolf's a little more cold. And I don't mean yeah. that in, like, a rude way, but Zane's, like, not anything like that. If you talk to anybody that's spoken with him or done an interview with him, he's just a very, very relaxed, like, jokey guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know you saw the video, I believe it was last year, of him was it getting power bombed or power bombing a guy and then taking an RKO? He's just he's a, a super super lighthearted kid. I like when he smashes he fruit. Just a ridiculously violent human being when he steps onto the mat. Yeah, I like when he smashes fruit. That's my favorite. Yeah, um, that's up there on the list of like Zane Rutherford, really unassuming, like funky looking things. Clay, what is cooler? The- this is a throwback for Penn State football fans. I, you might not be aware of this, but I'm like 90% sure you probably are. What's cooler, Zane smashing the watermelon or Dakota Royer jumping out of the pool? 
Um, considering how Dakota Warrior's career turned out, Penn State, <laughs> as opposed no, to what I thought, <laughs> as opposed to what I thought it might have been, I'm gonna give the nod to the um, multiple-time national champion. He yes, okay, yes. <laughs> oh, that was a throwback, though. I'm really pulling out the archives for that. Also, fun fact for listeners here: um, I'm a graduate of Susquehanna Township High School in Harrisburg, and Dakota Warrior ripped uh, my heart out in junior year in the District Three Championship game at Hershey. So shout out to Cody Royer for that uh, late game pick six that ended it. That was the well year. They, that was the year they lost to my district, District Four, Ceilings Grove in the state finals. Lost to Ceilings Grove, yes they led, did. Led by Ryan Kaiser. Good year for Penn, or Pennsylvania football and for Penn State football. Not yes. so good year for uh, Clay's memories. No, no, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, okay. Let's go to one fifty seven. Jason Nolf. Um, now, his senior year, he'd also be a Division Four wrestler and a good friend of mine, Billy Barnes, in the state finals. Um, and he also beats John Van Brill today. Great name, by the way. I have to give him probably the name title for this uh, team. Right? John Van Brill. Yeah, we gonna go with the, we going with JVB for John uh, Van Brill? Uh, I yeah. think you gotta go with J, you gotta go JVB here. But, uh, I don't know. Randy Normandia is kind of cool, too, I think. <laughs> um... It's a fun performance from Nolf, who really probably was pretty pissed off that he didn't, was it, wasn't able to get the fall there at the end. Had, had yeah. a cradle locked up. Had, had it really tight, I, I, I thought, know. for sure. Yeah, it was like a, I, the problem was I, I was I was pretty much mad. I was in the first row. I, it, it was a great tilt cradle, but like he, the problem was his hips weren't high enough up on, like, I don't know, like on like the plane of the wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Like on the plane of Brill. So, like, eventually he was going to have to take the risk of letting the hold go to hip over, if that makes sense. And, like, when he went to hip over, he slipped out. Like, I mean, I don't know. It is also very fair to assume that Jason Nolf just knew that he was going to win this match in 409 yes. and decided to stop it then. Well yes. done, Jason, and thank you for appreciating our coach. Yeah, oh, my gosh. The, the crowd was so happy when, the, when, when Penn State announcer Chuck York uh, announced that They're like tech ball four oh nine. Like everyone's like yeah four oh nine. Well done, Jason. You knew you were keeping an eye on that one. All right, let's go to yeah because it was like right around the anniversary of Joe's death too, right? Like it's like right now ish. <laughs> okay, let's go to let's go to Vincenzo Joseph. Willie Scott didn't do good. That's a bad dude. This is what and and nothing against. Willie Scott, I don't think Willie Scott's particularly anywhere close to Senza's league, so it may not be a great um, no, Senza looked good. Kind, of, kind of judge of where he's at. But we said Senza's kind of rounding into form where like he's starting to put a hurting on guys that are not in his league. I mean, yeah. he's, he's doing, doing what you kind of expect him to do with guys that just aren't all at that level. And I'm starting to get super, super excited for Chenzo Joseph. And we are very close to a Chenzo Joseph-Isaac Jordan match, which we'll get to not necessarily this week, but this just popped uh, in next my week. Head, Clay. This just popped and in my head. Big time thought here. I, Martinez has struggled both years at NCAAs on Friday night. Right now, if you look at the seating, and Vincenzo can stay at four, Imar can stay at one, he's going to get him on Friday night. I think some of those issues may have, have been, been, down, been down to weight, which is. 
But and we're gonna get we're gonna get a fun IMR match this weekend. He takes on Taylor Ma or not Taylor Logan uh, Logan Massa of, of Michigan. But um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Chenzo lately. Picked up Tech Fall in 455 this time. Put up 19 points. Um, just a really dynamic performance, and I think he's gonna be. I mean, right there with maybe just about anybody at 165, and I'm super excited to see. Him wrestle Isaac Jordan in, in a little over a week when Wisconsin uh, comes to town. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does to Skyler St. John this weekend. That'll be fun. Um, all right, let's go to 174. Gina Morelli, and I'm going to talk about here. Win 5-3. Yay, Gino. Uh, 184. Bo Nickel. Uh, Nick Gravina um, was poking the bear, Clay. Poking the bear. Gravy train. I actually really like Nick Gravina. I like him both as a person and as a wrestler. I enjoy watching Nick Gravina maybe more than maybe only like two or three uh, 184 pounders in the country. But what the f- heck did Bo Nickel do to, to Nicholas Gravina? I don't know. What do you even call that? He, he uh, picked up the secret, fall in 422. Yeah. With well, the, the secret move, the yeah. secret sauce. Two pins from bottom, because Zane's pin was from bottom, too. I don't even know what he... I mean, talk about wrestling through a position. Like, got himself, got, got his hips out, sat out, got into, like, a Peterson position where he could have rolled back into him and kind of gotten the reversal in the points, and then, like, decided he was going to continue to roll through and hook the near leg. I just... I Sure? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what I, I wish I could help for those who weren't able to watch I wish I could help explain what happened but in real it's life, not anything yeah. I've ever seen before so like, there's no there's no real there's no move to call it but yeah, essentially he just like went from a Peterson position to like a fireman's carry into a near leg cradle and yeah if you can follow that, like, good on you, because I couldn't follow it as I was watching it. Yeah, uh, live, it just looked like a very explosive athlete doing a very explosive thing, and uh, Gravina was pancaked out. I think Nicholas really cemented himself here as probably the most dangerous guy in the country from bottom. Yeah, well, I mean, Zane's good from there, too, but... Yeah. I mean, he looks. Up, he he's regularly looking to come Honestly, up though, and go for the reversal or the throw. Can or from bottom too. Like I don't know. All three of those guys. Are, I mean, all three are really good. But like, well, Nichols is the most funky in terms of he's never looking really. It feels like he's never looking to come up with just the escape. It, it's yeah. always looking to come up with a throw or a back trip or so, something where he's going to get points out of it. All right, let's go to one ninety seven. Matt McCutcheon, uh, not his best performance, but we'll take it four to three uh, over Matthew Carenti. Uh, wins or wins, I guess. Um, yeah, um, if people are expecting Matt McCutcheon to blow open matches at 197, they're going to be very, very annoyed for the entirety of the season. I'll just so leave it at that. So, like me on Friday. Pretty much. I, I think you're going to see a lot of these type of matches, and it may not matter who the competition is, whether it's Matthew Carenti. Also, very strong prep career for Matthew Carenti, even though I don't think he's quite ready to compete on that level. Um, or, say, like a Rocco Kaywood or a Nathan Butler. Or not Nathan Butler, a Josh Marchock. Um, or even a Frank Mattias of Penn. I just think 
you're going to see the same match over and over and over again. It's just what you're going to get. Okay. Well, doesn't make you feel any better. But let's go to 285. Uh, Clay, I texted you during, like, before this match, and I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm The round, round of takedown. <laughs> I made it. Randy Normandia. <laughs> I made it seem um, very evident that this was not going to go well for the Rutgers Scarlet Randy Knight. Normandia of Rutgers <laughs> is um, not the prototypical modern heavyweight. Um, he doesn't look like Kyle his, Snyder, if that's what you're trying to say, his, or Gwiz. Um, for those of you who watched like old pro wrestling and know who like Avalanche is... Um, <laughs> Randy Normandia looked like Avalanche or like Kamala. He was a, a very stout heavyweight. That's not and the right word. Nick, Nick Nevels. <laughs> Nick Nevels really imposed his will on the round down. Randy got a takedown down. though, right? I think he did. No, he's he kind of quick. He, he was on, on quick a cutback, on a very, very athletic quick cutback. Yeah. Um, got, got, got a counter takedown and then got his ass whipped by yeah. Nick Neville's uh, tech, tech fall on 657 here to round out the duel. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was funny. It was just a funny match. And then, like, Normandia was so gassed, like, one minute into the second period. It was just so funny. Yeah, that was um, not exactly the toughest matchup that Nick Devils is going to have this year. No. Um, and then after the match, Bo Nickel wins the... What's that award called? Oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. The Ridge Riley Award. Yes, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Uh, someone fired me from my own podcast. And, uh, at, and, and he chastised the crowd for not staying for Nick Devils' match, which, like, I don't understand. Like, if you pay to come to these matches, like, you might as well just stay for all ten. Um, Penn State hasn't had a heavyweight as exciting as Nick Neville's since, like, maybe Cam, maybe, I guess. No, um, no, don't, don't, don't degrade. I am trying like here. That. I, I am trying Carrie, to be friendly, but. We'll go back to Kerry McCoy. But, uh, Nick Neville's is dope in, in like, young white guy terms. Nick Neville's is, is really freaking cool. Um, watch him wrestle. It's fun. He does things that like guys his size shouldn't be able to do. So yeah, if you pay for a ticket, and even if you don't pay for a ticket, and you get it for free. Watch Nick Neville's do some really cool shit. Clay, your language tonight is bad. Hey, it is two thirty. Um, the uh, FCA is gonna, gonna gonna give us this one. So Nick Neville's, watch him. Cool. Okay. Well, everyone forgive Clay. Um, yeah, no, Neville's was fun. Um, alright, so that does the duel. Um, just some quick housekeeping items before we move on to the Hawkeyes. Um, Clay, Gary Dinmore transferring to Ryder. Gary, we hardly knew he actually, um, Ryder's is a program kind of up on the up and up. Has some yeah. really nice wrestlers in BJ Claggin, um, bad. who's right about at the weight. Um, I would imagine Gary's going to end up at 49 with, with BJ or Bryant, don't call me BJ Claggin now, but 157. I'm not sure about his eligibility timeline, but then uh, Chad Walsh at 165. Uh, legendary head coach there. He's been there a long while. So uh, good move for Gary. Oh. Wish him his best. And, uh, remember what Oh, remember what Nolf did to Chad Walsh last year in the semifinals? <laughs> oh, my not, God. Not friendly. 
Oh, but, uh, not nice at all. Wishing, uh, wishing the best for Gary in his uh, future endeavors over there at Ryder. Yes, yes. And some big recruiting news, Clay. Uh, little Snacks, the little brother of Big Snacks, Nick Snevels, had been speculated that he was going to play the football in college, but he's going to do the wrestling instead. Um, Nick, or, yeah, uh, Seth Nevels, similar yeah. to Nick Nevels, also some very, very cool things for a guy that's way too big to be doing some of those things. So, yeah, somebody, somebody to keep an eye out for in the future. Yes, for sure. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Hawkeyes. Do we have to? Can we just talk about Penn State? No. I, Clay, I've been waiting for, to diatribe on the Hawkeyes for right. a long well, time. Before we get to this, um, I want to talk about um, Iowa getting their tail kicked in Gallagher-Iowa Arena. Um, Sunday... Iowa went down to Oklahoma State, and it did not go as planned. And I, no, I missed. <laughs> I swung and I struck out on this one. I thought Iowa would come out with a nineteen to sixteen victory, and yeah. that did not happen. Um, to quick, quick one, run the duel. Um, Thomas Gilman came out against Nick Piccinini for Oklahoma State. Did his thing. Um, I was adamant to Garrett all week long that Thomas Gilman was going to pick up bonus feather in my cap. There, Thomas Gilman, twelve four win. He did. He did. Um, 133, this match was dope. Uh, for fans of wrestling, if you can find the Kate Brock, uh, Corey Clark match, Brock came out with a 7 6 victory and held on with one se- second of riding time to his name that would have would have given Clark the. Uh, one second. My, my but, riding time clock had it. Um, had two seconds for uh, if if you go back, apparently a lot of people have timed it out, and it's not. It's actually not even that close. It was it's like closer to like fifty four. So apparently it was the right call, but a lot to go on there. Uh, really big win for Brock. Uh, bump up in the rankings. I don't know if they wrestle again later in the season if they're healthy. If he necessarily wins that. But it's not like it was a fluke or anything. I mean, he's he's definitely well, right there. I don't with, know. That with, one takedown was not. Takedown, probably. I, I think Kate Brock is probably right, right about that level. But uh, it was a pretty fantastic match. The Clay, next character three no, matches. No, Clay characterized the Brands brothers' happiness level at the end of the Corey Clark, Kate Brock match. Not pleased. Not pleased. Um, I believe uh, Christian Piles over at Flow has some some oh, phone video, video. <laughs> show, showing yes. showing a very very angry Tom Brands. So that's somewhere. Uh, if we can find that one on the internet, check that one out. But uh, nothing, not pleased. Nothing will ever make me, like, will leave more of a meaningful imprint in my wrestling life, like, as a fan, for opinions, than last year at NCAA. So picture this. They're on the mat, right? And the wrestling's at the far right edge of the mat. And Brands in the left corner, okay? Brands runs out. This live wrestling's still on. I swear to God this happened. I cannot make this up. Brands runs out to yell at the referee. He's in the center circle of the mat. While there's live there wrestling are, on, on the other side. There are rules, and then there are rules for um, the Brands brothers, which seem to be different than everybody else, which is a bit funny. But I digress. Yeah. Um, like, how, do not, a, how do you not lose a team point for that? How do you they're like go back to your well, chair, Tom? Back to the duel. They, uh, it kind of was all down all downhill there for Iowa. Not, um, not Dean Heil takes out uh, Topher Carton pretty Topher. comfortably. Also, Topher. Topher, your name is Christopher. Chris. 
You is can it go really Chris. Good? Is that what it is? You, you can go Christopher. Where? Why? How? I mean, why? I grew up with a kid named Chris, but we like we like jokingly called him Topher. Yeah, don't don't Topher. Get get that straightened out, Bobby. For your own sake. Uh, one forty nine. Oh, this um, match. Okay, this match no. was terrible. Yeah. Let me talk about this match. Every everything good that was about the Cade Brock Corey Clark match, like the opposite. Like, I will not watch the semifinal at NCAs. That's what I'm going to do because this is probably even the semifinal. The semifinal. I will watch Zane pin his kid, and then I will go get a snack and be back in time to watch Nolf after the. They should have. They should have hit him both for stalling. They should have hit him for it double stalling. It was terrible. Uh, and, and the, the there was not one. Stalled out not, of the match. It was awful. Not one committed leg attack in this match. I believe, the, what was the final? Uh, Kalika won, I guess, on riding time in TB2. I don't know whether the score was 2-1 to one or 3-2. to two or Whatever it was. If, he, but he got, it was He got one bad point, man. Bad, it bad, bad. And Brandon 157 Sorkin. wasn't much better. No, but, no, it was better, though. It was definitely better. It was a it lot was better. It was better, but it was... No. It was a lot, but no, that Sorensen Kalka match was was the worst wrestling match I've seen in five years. Seriously, like it, both programs should be ashamed that they did that. Like that's a joke. What happened? Up at uh, well, moving on from the not so great match, up at one fifty seven, we got a, what was supposed to be a great matchup between um, Michael Kemmer and I was underwhelmed. These both of these guys are able to get to their offense pretty much. At will in very different ways. Um, Smith struggled to work from her collar tie. Didn't really have much success. Kemmer got an early takedown. Uh, JoJo got a reversal. Kem got the uh, escape. And then they traded escapes as Kemmer won. I believe that would make it, what, 4 to 3? Yeah, 4 3. I mean, I, didn't uh, have, I mean, coming off the Kalika Swords match, it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Anything would have been a breath of fresh air coming off of that match. Um, Up at 165, uh, Joey Gunther out injured. Skylar St. John into Mm. the lineup. Skylar, not quite as good as his brother. Um, Pretty much gets ragdolled by Chandler Rogers uh, and pinned in the... Was it first period? Was it first period? Second period? Yes, first period. 174, Um, Kyle Crutchmer... Um, beat Alex Meyer 5-2 We need to have a conversation about Alex Meyer There were people that thought Alex Meyer could win this match I don't think Kyle Crusher is all that great But Alex Meyer No, Alex, Alex Meyer's Meyer last has thing? potential though like, He I, doesn't score Did he lose in the first round of NCAAs last year And then wrestle all the way back Because It seems like I saw him wrestle like a lot last year in NCAAs like, It seems like every time I turn around It's like there's Alex Meyer like, I so am I'm, not Consider me off and never on the Alex Meyer bandwagon. I I don't see what people see in the kid. No, I don't think he's bad. But like maybe I'm just like jumping in the same trap everyone else is in. Like I I like Alex Meyer. He's probably my favorite Hawkeye, which is like saying he's like my tenth. Like, oh, he's he's a perfectly fine guy. I just yeah. don't think he's all that good at wrestling. <laughs> um, up at one eighty four. Did he? Yeah. Jeez. Tell me how that would happen. Um, up at 184, a guy who is a very good wrestler. Uh, I thought Sammy Brooks would beat Nolan Boyd. Sammy Brooks put a whipping on Nolan Boyd. 13-3 to with 
multiple sets of back points and probably looked like he may have had the pin at some point. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find that at what Alex Meyer did last year in CAs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was very good. Uh, he, he, he looked probably the best I've seen him look in a long time. Yeah, right now I think Sammy Brooks is probably... I mean, he can go with anybody not named Dean and Nickel. Right? And that includes TJ Dudley. And he, I know he has a couple of losses on the year. But, I mean, I think at, at his best, he can beat anybody not named Gabe Dean, not named Bo Nickel. I'm actually really excited for this matchup with Bo, which we'll touch on, just because the two... Meyer, Meyer took eight last year in NCAAs. I just want to update this. But, okay. like, but no, listen, like this is actually a really impressive run at like in the NCAA tournament. So in the WrestleBacks, because remember that 174 bracket totally blew up the first round? Yeah. Remember? Okay, now, this is all Python Pico. So he wrestles Ethan Ramos in the first round, beats Ramos, beats uh, Key from Appy State, um, beats Hammond from, from um, uh, CSUB, beats Chandler Rogers. Um, like, I mean, he had a pretty good run. I, kind of, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just an enigma. I don't understand but like, that, but I don't, Alex like, Meyer in the least. He had a good run. I don't get it. I, I don't know. Consider me not on the Alex Meyer bandwagon. Um, jumping two weights now, 197. Preston Weigel, 6 nothing victory over Cash Wilkie. Um, not much to see here. 285. Um, justice was served at 285. Wow. I, what a boring match. I don't... And we know what Sam Stoll's going to do, and I guess it's a skill, because there's other big guys who can't do what he can do in terms of moving people around. But... He never even gives you the illusion that he's going to shoot. No, he's not. And, and it's, I, I, and Schaefer's, I mean, getting outweighed by 45 pounds and is trying. It's not like he wasn't trying to circle back in, but the guy, other guy's got double unders and is 45 pounds heavier. I don't, I mean, maybe it's an issue with the rules there, but Schaefer gets hit for stalling when, I mean, he's just getting jacked up and, and pushed out by a guy who doesn't want to shoot. He just wants to move you to the edge and push you out. I am very excited to watch Nick Neville's hopefully dismantle Sam Stoll this week. Yes, okay. Let's talk about... Yes, okay. Let's talk about Penn State and Iowa. Um, Clay, you and I have talked a lot about the Hawkeyes. It's a program we probably talk about in our private lives, the second most behind Penn State. Uh, yeah, you know, you're more fond of the Hawkeyes than I am. Um, see, like, when I first started to like wrestling, you know... It was really when Penn State was taking the title away from the Hawkeyes. And so, like, all those guys like McDonough, St. John, all those guys were, like, villains to me, like, growing up watching wrestling. Um, I don't know if I'd say necessarily fond of the Hawkeyes. I just, like, I no, think there's some fond. of them. Are, you're more they, fond they're, of them. Yeah, they, there is less of a disgust, probably, among myself than there is <laughs> among Garrett. Yeah, I have no respect for them at all. None. L- literally none. Um... Their, their, their style of wrestling sucks. The Brands brothers are out of control. Like, honestly, like, Dan Cable must not sleep much at night, honestly, to watch the proud program he built, like, be relegated to dancing around for 10 minutes, like, on the mat. Like, what a joke. I am Team Thomas Gilman face mush, except for this week. Um, but That's we've it. Got... He's the only kid that, like, 
don't know. And he's a choker, too. So we, We've got quite the duel uh, coming yeah. up Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. I believe that's 8, 8 p.m. in Iowa at uh, Carver-Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm not that worried. I think Penn State probably handles us pretty well. But there's definitely some really, really intriguing matchups. Yeah, let's go through it. Let's go to 125. Um, I don't – listen, see, here's the big difference between, I think, me and you on Iowa. You trust Iowa a lot more than I do. Like, this week, I, like, you trust them to go into a big spot and win on the road. And I'm like – listen, I've watched IRS in the last five years. I have no trust in these guys. Like, every big spot, these guys never perform up to potential. Like, so that's, like, my thing. Like, Suriano is going to beat Gilman. Well, I'll say, like, I think probably um, Sorensen. I don't know that anybody particularly underperformed this weekend. I, I wouldn't say that um, Clark really. I mean, Corey Clark was terrible. Like, St. John. No, what? He was not good. He's number one and lost. If you lose, you're bad. That's how it is. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a bad take. That's, but, that's a take I have. Uh, I, won't, I won't say I have any rational takes about IR wrestling. Um, it's like St. John like didn't get out of the first period. That was a bad effort. Um, oh, Alex just, Meyer was bad. Like, the, see, I, I just think that's Stoll what they are. Yeah, I don't know that anybody wrestled. Sorensen was awful. Sorensen was awful. Sorensen was terrible. I, I don't know that anybody like I when Skyler St. John stepped in there against Chandler Rogers. I think that most people thought Chandler Rogers was going to stick him. Um, yeah, but and we got we got we thought we were going to get from Stall, who just doesn't know how to shoot. It's ridiculous. Okay, I don't know. We have to get off this because I'll, I'll make a fool of myself. Uh, Back to uh, one twenty-five. We got probably the matchup of the duel, right? Yeah. Well, like we got uh, Nick Seriano going into Carver Hawkeye against number one ranked Thomas Gilman, probably. Two of the, if not the two biggest favorites for a national title, and definitely the two biggest favorites for a Big Ten title. Garrett, how are you feeling? Yeah, so Suriano's going to win. I am not as confident as you are on this one. I think it's going to be probably a one point match either way. Um, it's going to come down to a take to to one takedown probably. Um, Interesting to see how either man can ride the other. Suriano's had a little trouble on bottom, but not, not too bad. Only against Lezak, but Gilman's a solid rider. Um, whereas Gilman is pretty pretty much up and out quickly every time. Um, i probably give Gilman the nod here. Um, for me, it's more of what can Suriano take away for future meetings, which are surely going to happen. Yeah, okay. Uh, whatever. Uh, let's go to 133. Uh, I'm hoping Cortez is back. Uh, Jared Cortez isn't wrestling. Okay. Well, um, there you have it. We've got. Uh, I. It'll be very interesting to see when Jared Cortez wrestles again because it sounds like it may be a very long time and maybe not a 2017 thing. I don't. Let's not panic the masses here. But um, Corey Clark. Supposedly going to wrestle. There's whispers that he might be held out here. I don't think. I mean, I, I don't get why you would come back for just Oklahoma State and then not Penn State, especially. Wait, no, pause. Where are you getting this that Cortez is going to miss the rest of the season? There have have been whispers. 
Um, we're looking at Corey Clark coming out probably against then George Carpenter. Um, if, yeah, I'm giving him six. If, if, if Clark wrestles, if Clark if Clark wrestles Carpenter, he's he's getting the fall. Yeah. Um, one forty one. This is a really intriguing matchup. This is one I think Jimmy has to win. I mean, I, I don't think there's any buts. I I think for his confidence, for any type of hope we want to have going forward, if Jimmy Golubon is going to score anything at NCAA's, he needs to beat Topher Carton in yeah, this matchup. Be, that might be like a logical fallacy a little bit, but I see where you're going with that. But yeah, I think I think he's going to beat Topher. Like, you know, he's not going to lose to a kid named Topher. I think it's very interesting. I think Carton's probably similar to the level of Tommy Thorne, which Jimmy wrestles very well against, or whom Jimmy wrestles very very well against. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he comes out here. I think he needs to come out and be aggressive. Um, not be overwhelmed, obviously. It's a big situation, but I'm keeping an eye on this one. 149, Zane's going to beat Sorensen. It's just a question of... See, it's kind of like, like Sorensen has to choose your own adventure here. Like He can probably keep it to a decision. If he just chooses like to turtle up, but if he wants to wrestle at all, he risks like a major or getting like or 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 potentially like, getting put in a pinning combination. Um, but I don't know. I'll say uh, I'll give Zane four points. Well, Sorensen's got an interesting dilemma here because this is important for. I mean, he, I don't think there's a chance he wins the match, but he's gonna have to work now for seeding because you don't want that four seed and you don't really want the five seed. You don't want to meet Zane. Wow, so he needs to find a way to hopefully not get majored because I think if he gets majored, he's looking, I mean, probably in a four seed behind either Mays or Micah Jordan. Well, I mean, he'll get to, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. 157, uh, old wrestling buddies, Nolf and uh, Micah Kemmerer. Nolf's going to win. I get Nolf majored here. I think Nolf's going to put a whooping on him. It'll be very interesting to see here. I think um, Kemmer has progressed a, a good deal since high school, and he was very good in high school. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether Nolf is able to work from space. But, I mean, we've seen even if he gets in ties, he's able to get to his shots. It's just um, maybe Kemmer's length could be an issue here, but I, I think similar to you, I think Jason Nolf picks up the major decision and the bonus points. 165, uh, if they put out Sky or St. John, uh, Vin, Vin should get five or six here. Yeah, I think, I think Vinny's probably going to eat St. John alive, and I really think he does the same with, with Joey Gunther, maybe only to the tune of a major decision. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know if he's going to pin Gunther. But Chenzo is wrestling really, really well right now, and I'm hoping to see that continue. I don't know whether it's the power of the nine rolls of tape that he has on his leg, but... <laughs> He has looked very, very good in recent weeks. Let's go to 174. Uh, this is a close match here. Alex Meyer versus, I don't know who wrestles for Penn State here. Rasheed, Gino, Marky. It'll be interesting. I, given the kind of talk that I've heard regarding Cortez, if Mark Hall were ever going to wrestle this season... He's going to wrestle this Friday, and I'm not yeah, saying that's going to be the case. I'm not, I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but I think if if he's going to go, it, it's going to happen now. Well, I, I would subscribe to that. Um, I, I would absolutely subscribe to that. It'll be interesting to see how the situation plays out. If if Hall wrestles, I think he gets 
a major decision against Meyer. Um, if Morelli goes toss up, I mean, I just, yeah. Gino doesn't give guys opportunities. It's no, yeah, like, very, yeah, I mean, he is win. a very difficult wrestler to beat. Yeah, Gino could win. Um, 184, this is the one I'm probably most interested in seeing from, maybe from a neutral standpoint, in terms of just, these guys are going to let it fly, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to think this I don't is know. Awesome. Brooks will probably turtle up. It's Iowa. I mean, I, I, if there's one guy from Iowa you can trust, other, other than maybe Gillen to just go at it, even if he's not winning, I, th- I think that's Brooks. He's just, he's a really ballsy dude. Um, I don't, want to see Bo try to go upper body here because I think no. he can be baited into that. And I think he's just a better upper body wrestler. Picks. I think he's probably the best upper body wrestler in the weight class, but there's just there's a reason they call them 50-50 situations. And I think if Bo gets to legs, I mean, he's going to just pick them apart. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree with all of that, but I think Bo will be fine here. Yeah, I, I think maybe Brooks could get a takedown that could keep it from being a major decision, but something like along the lines of maybe a 12-6 wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, let's go to 197. Uh, Matt McCutcheon against uh, Cash Wilkie. Cash Matt McCutcheon's uh, going to beat Cash Wilkie, and it's going to be like 6-3, and Garrett's going to text me after it's over saying, gosh, Matt really looked like crap again. <laughs> Uh, um, so for y'all expecting Matt McCutcheon, like I said, our disclaimer, to uh, put up big points, it's just not going to happen. Um, he's probably going to win this match, and you're probably going to watch it and be in the second period and freak out because it's what you do as a Penn State wrestling fan, which is fair. Um, but it just it is what it is, guys. Uh, you should probably relax a bit. Yeah, Cash definitely wins the Iowa best name, right? Yeah, I, I'm completely down with all kids named Cash. Yeah, no, definitely. Good job. Uh, all right, 285, let's go to the Dancing Bears here. Uh, but Nick Neville's a dancing bear with a bite, whereas Sam Stoll is just kind of a dancing bear. Well, the thing is, Nick actually dances, and yeah. Stoll doesn't... He's just a bear, <laughs> period. Yeah. yeah. Um... He's like a dial bear, though. He's a dial bear. He doesn't attack you. Pretty bad matchup for Stoll. Um, in that he's going to try to pressure in, and I think he may have some success with that, but that knee pull single should be there for Neville's time and time and time again if he's just going to keep coming forward. I mean, yeah. if, if he can stay out of the ties, I know it's easier said than done, but I, I think Neville's has better offense than than Schaefer does. Um, and Schaefer was able to get the legs pretty well there in the third period. I think Neville's could kind of break this one open. I don't know whether maybe a major decision level, but I'm thinking like he could win this by four, five, six points maybe. Yeah. To I the agree. tune of maybe like a nine to three. Okay, let's go through this then. Uh, let's go through. I've got Suriano over Gilman, three nothing. Um, I have Clark pinning um, George Carpenter, six three Hawkeyes. I have Jimmy Gulban winning at 141, 6 to 6. I have Rutherford getting a major decision over Brandon Sorensen, 10 to 6. I have um, I have Jason Nolf getting a major decision over Michael Kemmerer, 14 to 6. I have Vincenzo Joseph getting a pin over Skyler St. John, 20 to 6. 
174. If Mark wrestles, Mark's gonna win. If not, let's just say Mark doesn't wrestle. I, I'll i give Meyer the slight edge here because I've given Penn State maybe a couple extra points along the way here. So let's say uh, Meyer wins 20 to nine. 184, I have Bo, let's say regular decision, 23 to nine. 197, I have, oh my gosh, it's close, it's gonna be a blowout. 197, I have, um, I have Matt McCutcheon beating Cash Wilkie. 26 to 9, 285. I have Nick Neville's beating um, Sam Stoll. Uh, oh my gosh, 29 to 9. Going, starting at 125, I have uh, Gilman over Suriano on a tight one, making it 3 0. Uh, I've got Corey Clark over uh, George Carpenter by, by fall. Uh, I'll make it 9 to 0. Uh, I've actually, I'm going to give the edge here to Topher Carton. Um, make it 12 to nothing, at which point Penn State uh, Twitter and message boards are probably sitting in a corner sucking their thumb and drinking on the fifth of Jack. Um, Zane comes to the rescue at 149, picks up the major decision over Sorensen, 12 to 4. Um, Jason Dahl follows up with a major decision of his own to make it 12 to 8. Chenzo Joseph uh, ties the match with a major decision that's very close to a tech fall over Skyler St. John. Is that going to pin him? He's going to pin him, Clay. Um, 174, I've got um, Meyer if if it's Gino and Hall if it's Hall. So we'll go, we'll go with Gino because that's what we've seen at this point. Make it 15 to 12. Iowa, um, I think Bo could probably... Major decision, I think, Sammy Brooks. I just think it's going to be a high-scoring match. We're going to get a 16-15 Penn State. Um, McCutcheon pulls out a close one to make it 19-15 Penn State. And Nick Nevels rounds it out with the decision over Stoll to make it 22-15 Penn State in Carver-Hawkeye. Dang. Okay. It's funny because, like, I'm the more panicky of the two of us, like, during like during the match during the season. But but whenever, whenever we do these predictions, I always have, like, the higher point differential for Penn State than you do. I think there's something to be said for the Carver-Hawkeye bump. Um, it's, it was also 23-12 with Oklahoma State, who, while they don't have as many bonus point opportunities. 24-11, yeah. Uh, 24-11. Um, don't have as many bonus point opportunities. Uh, probably have the better 1-10 through 10 lineup. I don't think anybody's debating that. I also think the Penn State's going to lose major points at, at 133, um, which which kind of cuts into it. I'm not. I don't think the results in doubt. I just think it's going to be closer than than um, it would appear otherwise. Yeah. Well, I have 29 to nine because I have wins for Penn State at 141. Like the only difference is that I have us winning toss ups at 141 and 125 and 125. Yeah. Yeah. Which is possible. I get to. But so is yours. Like I, I mean, I, I think both are possible. It's going to be a, a very, very good and very competitive duel, regardless of the score. And you could even say that going back to the Oklahoma State duel. I mean, two matches go the other way, and all of a sudden you're looking at what was it, twenty four eleven? You said the final was. I mean, it had to be eighteen. I mean, it'd be eighteen seventeen if there were two decisions. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it's close. Um, okay. Um, well, Clay, that's all we have for this week's edition. Of the Black Shoe Diaries. Madcast, any final thoughts? Uh, go State, beat Iowa. Yeah. Do the thing. Don't let the Hawkeyes win. 
But uh, excited to be back. Uh, excited for the biggest duel of the season, really. Um, I think Iowa probably top to bottom is going to end up being the toughest team Penn State faces, given uh, um, some recent struggles by Ohio State. But uh, should be a, a good one for both uh, Penn State fans and for neutrals alike. Not so much for Iowa fans. Clay, what's the deal with Bo Jordan? I'm not sure what the deal is with Bojo. Um, don't know whether he's still dealing with injuries, still dealing with uh, dad duty, but uh, Bojo I know his kids, This is like, I well, I follow him on Instagram, but and I, I know his kids were in the hospital over the weekend, so that might have been it. Well, then I'm wishing sending our best wishes to Bojo, yes. who I would like to see wrestle a little bit more. I would also like to <laughs> yes. see him. Uh, have a couple of healthy children, but Bojo, if you're out there, hey. Like, you're fun. We love you, Show up at Black Shoe Diaries Mascot at Madcap. Um, yes, I love you. Both. It's actually been, it's really been an interesting season um, before we check out here for Ohio State, who I think coming into the season I thought might be Penn State's biggest challenger in team race, and things have gone a little south for the Buckeyes. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that Bojo never wrestles. Like, they had some injuries. The Rodriguez kid isn't great. Like, they, they that, that's friendly. J. Ryan yeah. has um, fallen off a cliff. Uh, Jake Ryan has fallen off a cliff. Oh my gosh! Uh, Miles Martin has decided to stick one leg over the cliff. <laughs> He's so close. Uh, not been a great season for the Bucks. No, I think it's uh, that football loss that you know really threw the whole campus off because their basketball team is really bad too. Like, their basketball team might be the second worst in the Big Ten behind Rutgers, but that doesn't really count. But it has been a great season for Penn State and will continue to be a great season for Penn State as they head to Iowa and pick up another dual victory on Friday. Yes, yes. I have no more final thoughts, Clay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I have no other final thoughts. So signing off here, um, it's 3.06 a.m. Wednesday morning. Uh, I have class in, like, very soon. So uh, talk to you later, Clay. Peace out.